Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. The Philippine Health Department urges hospitals and treatment facilities to set up more beds and mechanical ventilators as the country braces for a possible surge in COVID-19 cases during and after the holidays. Health Secretary Francisco Duque III says there are already signs of a surge in new COVID-19 cases. The Philippines recorded more than 1,000 new COVID-19 cases on Wednesday, raising the country's total to nearly 453,000. The health chief says COVID-19 testing will continue throughout the holidays. So far, around 6.2 million Filipinos have been tested for the coronavirus. The Philippines' current test positivity rate stands at 5%, which the health department says is the benchmark set by the World Health Organization. The signs of a beginning surge no? mm. with uh, higher attack rates in about eight cities of Metro Manila is uh, alarming, and uh, that is why I uh, go out almost every day reminding uh, our people uh, the importance of uh, complying with the minimum health standard. We are ramping up our testing capacity, our uh, uh, daily testing output, which on the average is about 34,000. We hope that the positivity rate will uh, be lower. Meanwhile, Health Secretary Francisco Duque refutes allegations he botched a COVID-19 vaccine deal with Pfizer. Duque asserts Pfizer did not commit to 10 million doses of its vaccine by January. He says his department is just being careful in dealings with the American company, adding it did not conduct phase three clinical trials in the country. No deadline was set by Pfizer. Nothing in all our documents Nothing would show that there was a deadline. It was uh, all uh, indicative numbers. There was no definitive uh, supply because uh, it, as I think uh, if you get the chance to talk to Secretary Galvez, he will tell you uh, there's a problem in the production uh, of uh, these vaccines. There was nothing binding, you know? uh, nothing uh, uh, in our uh, talks. No? So this was all uh, open-ended, uh, exploratory, and it was really meant to just get the data from uh, uh, Pfizer. Duque also says talks dragged for months after Pfizer insisted the Office of the President sign the confidentiality disclosure agreement instead of the health department. Because he thought it was uh, his judgment that because vaccine is health-related, it is uh, directly uh, aligned to the mandate of the DOH. So that, that reason is, uh, is uh, well-grounded. No? Mm. But again, going back to our uh, interagency task force, we designated, that is a resolution, huh? designated, the, designated the DOST to be the lead uh, agency in the uh, vaccine development. Philippine Ambassador to the U.S., Jose Manuel Romaldes earlier said the government is working on saving the deal after, quote, the usual sub-suspect dropped the ball. He did not name the so-called suspect, but many, including Senator Panfilo Laxon, believe the ambassador was referring to Health Secretary Duque. 
Surging COVID-19 infections and hospitalizations are driving healthcare systems to the breaking point across the U.S. The Maryland-based Johns Hopkins University recorded 250,000 new cases and 3,700 deaths in a span of just 24 hours. The seven-day average also topped 2,500 lives lost every day for the first time this week. The U.S. death toll stands at more than 307,000, while the mounting caseload of 16.9 million infections represents roughly 5% of the U.S. population. Health experts warn the number of fatalities will rise further in the weeks ahead, even as a vaccine campaign is expanded. The coronavirus has already infected 74 million people worldwide. 1.6 million have died, while 41.9 million have recovered. COVID-19 testing now more accessible in the U.S. That's after the Food and Drug Administration approved for emergency use the first COVID-19 antigen test that can be bought over the counter and used at home. While other at-home tests require users to collect samples to be sent to a lab for analysis, the new test created by the Australian digital diagnostics firm Elium Health can be done completely at home. It can even provide results in just 20 minutes. Elium's $30 test kit offers a nasal swab analyzer that connects to a software application in a user's smartphone. The FDA says anyone above the age of two, including asymptomatic patients, can take the test. But the agency cautioned that, like other antigen tests, a small percentage of results may be false. The World Health Organization urges Europeans to wear face masks during Christmas gatherings. The WHO also advises the public to hold family gatherings outdoors, if possible. It warns Europe is at high risk of a new wave of coronavirus infections in the early part of 2021. Countries across the continent have been registering thousands of daily cases and hundreds of deaths. Germany is among countries that tightened restrictions on Wednesday, closing schools and non-essential businesses to try to arrest the surge in infections. In other news, President Rodrigo Duterte not afraid of the International Criminal Court after the ICC prosecutors said there was reasonable basis to believe crimes against humanity were committed in his bloody war on drugs. Duterte denies ordering state forces to kill drug suspects, despite having previously boasted of doing so. The president also lashed out at one of his staunchest critics, former Senator Antonio Trillanes, who said the ICC will make Duterte and his allies answerable for the killings. Anong ginawa nitong to? Sige, sabihin mo. Baski na mali, mali. Anong ginawa nitong animal na ito? Kami, magginawa kami. Sige. Makulong, di makulong. Ikaw, nagkulong, nalo ka dahil yung backlash ng sa administration. Tapos nga sabihin mong kala mo sino ka magsalita. Mas if you are also, hindi ka naman sumakumlaude. Wala itong ginawa kung hindi mag-exhibition. Wala itong nagawa kung hindi manira na tao. Duterte also continued his red-tagging spree, this time accusing the political opposition of conniving with communist rebels. Huwag kayong maniwala dyan sa oposisyon. Walang ginawa yung gusto lang yung bumalik kasi maaari lang ibigay ko na lang para hindi nasisirain ang Pilipino. 
Hindi na tayo masira. Ibigay ko na lang. Yung naiwan ko, sige, inyo na. Tapos na rin ako, ilang taon na. Ito wala itong ginawa ko, hindi mamulitikas. Ito ang nagpagkunsabo, pati itong mga komunista sa nakapasok sa gobyerno. The Philippine Drug Enforcement Agency tells the International Criminal Court to show proof of its findings before making any conclusion on the country's war on drugs. The PDEA says the ICC's findings were based solely on open source information. It asserts the findings must undergo a validation and vetting process. The PDEA also stressed that rather than issuing general statements, the ICC should have waited for the country's own report. Malacanang earlier said the ICC has no jurisdiction over the Philippines following the country's withdrawal from the body last year. Parliamentarians from across Southeast Asia call on the Duterte administration to immediately end its vicious and dangerous campaign of red-tagging opposition lawmakers. The ASEAN Parliamentarians for Human Rights also called on its members to speak up against the practice. In a statement, APHR Chairperson Charles Santiago categorically said it is inexcusable to see President Duterte leading the way in the practice of red-tagging. He says Duterte's actions, including recently accusing the Makabayan bloc of being a front of the Communist Party of the Philippines and the New People's Army, are attempts to silence the political opposition and undermine democracy. The group says the Philippine government has long been using red-tagging to harass the opposition by accusing them of being communists, and those labeled as such have been physically attacked and even killed. People's groups and civil society organizations from around the world have launched an independent probe into the human rights situation here in the Philippines. Mike Navario now joins us on the line to tell us more about this. Mike, go ahead. Hi, Carmina. A group of people's and civil society organizations earlier today launched an independent international probe into the human rights situation in the country, organized by U.S.-based International Coalition for Human Rights in the Philippines. The group formed a commission called Investigate PH, composed of representatives from various lawyers and faith-based groups, plus trade unions from the United States, Canada, and Australia. Among those part of the commission are representatives from the U.S.-based National Lawyers Group, the International Association of Democratic Lawyers, the United Church of Canada, the World Communion of Reformed, Church, Reformed Churches, the United Methodist Church in the U.S. Their Philippine partners include the National Union of People's Lawyers, Rise Up and Rights Groups Coalition, Karapatan. The creation of Investigate PH was prompted by the October UN Human Rights Council Resolution, which only called for support for the Philippines' human rights promotion through technical cooperation and capacity building, short of an independent international probe which international rights groups have been asking for. A June 2020 report by the UNHRC or UN Human Rights Commissioner Michelle Bachelet said uh, there's widespread human rights violation and persistent impunity in the Philippines. ICHRP Chair Peter Murphy says they hope the outcome of the investigative PH will update the report and help UN Human Rights Council, UN General Assembly, and the International Criminal Court to do their work. According to NUPL's Edri Olalia, the scope of the inquiry will include restrictions and freedoms, killings related to the drug war, human rights violations in relation to the pandemic, as well as violations of international humanitarian laws. Olalia said they will conduct face-to-face -face investigations and digital interviews, and sources will cover victims, relatives, different sectors and communities, human rights defenders, 
and even resource persons from the government and other civil society organizations. The incident that will be covered will be from the start of the Duterte administration in July 2016 up to the end of this year. And they hope to submit the report in time for the UNHRC sessions next year in February, June, and September. Olele said that uh, the findings will send a strong signal that the world is getting smaller and smaller for the Philippine government. Jean Mayer of the National Lawyers Group International Committee says they will make the report available to the Filipino people as an authoritative document as a basis for seeking remedies and for further education. Now, among those involved in the probe, Carmina, is former Australian Senator Lee Rhiannon, who said she found testimonies from the Philippines worrying, and since her visit to Manila last year, she said the attacks on human rights of Filipino people have only escalated. She said this is definitely a global issue, and the world community must speak out. They must not allow the call for human rights to be hijacked. Riano noted that under the Philippine government's counterinsurgency program, human rights violations allegedly go unabated. Those who speak out are victimized or jailed, and planting of false evidence is not uncommon. She said that the tactics of the Duterte regime amount to state terrorism. Asked about the Department of Justice drug, a drug review panel which was cited in the UN Human Rights Council resolution as one of the reasons for not pushing through with a full probe into the Philippine marriage situation, Olalia says that the ICC prosecutor's report says domestic remedies should be genuine. One conviction compared to more than 5,000 killings speaks volumes. Carmina? Thanks a lot. Our correspondent there, Mike Navalio. Mike, keep safe. President Rodrigo Duterte scolds officials of Toll Regulatory Board over the faulty cashless system in the North Luzon Expressway. Duterte said the TRB should have assessed the efficiency of the RFID system before allowing the NLEX Corporation to implement it. The president also warned he would put former military men to head the TRB. Hindi ko masisi itong uh, may-ari nitong silang Ramon Ang Ayala because mayroon tayong regulator. Ang number one sana, ang regulator hindi pumayag na they would put up a new innovation in the flow of traffic at tinignan sana nila kung ano ang mga glitches. Hindi nila ginawa yon. Isang tao lang ang magkailangan dyan eh. Magkuha ka ng military. Di ba maayos yan? Isang salita lang. Sabi mo lang, ayusin mo yan. Alam na nila anong gawin nila. Meanwhile, Transport Secretary Artugades said he would order NLEX to remove the toll barriers now that its RFID system is working. He also apologized to the public for the heavy traffic it caused. Be assured that your Department of Transportation, together with the uh, TRB, the LTO, and LTFRB, are trying its utmost best to achieve that interoperability. What moves us really to accelerate this? 270 of our toll operator, employees of toll operators, nagka-COVID. Imaginin mo dyan, yung spread nyan. Kaya sabi namin, itigil yan. It was not only our desire to have a good flow of traffic in the tollways, it was our desire also to minimize the spread of uh, COVID. 
President Duterte names immigration officials linked to the so-called Pastillas bribery scheme at the Ninoy Aquino International Airport. In his public address on Wednesday, Duterte revealed the identities of the allegedly corrupt officials who process visas upon arrival for foreigners in exchange for money. Napakalawak talaga ng sindikato sa Naya. Grabe. Kaya yung immigration, almost all, ito babasahin ko, they are now suspended but uh, they are connected sa pastillas. This may result in their dismissal, suspension or exoneration if warranted. The Federal Reserve vows to keep supporting America's pandemic-hit economy even as it sees an improved outlook following the initial rollout of a coronavirus vaccine. The central bank on Wednesday repeated its pledge to keep benchmark interest rates near zero until an economic recovery is complete. But it added it would now tie its program of monthly government bond purchases to that same goal. We don't think the economy suffers from a lack of, of, uh, of highly accommodated financial conditions. We think it's suffering from the pandemic and people wanting to not engage in certain kinds of ac economic activity. And we expect that, that with the virus that that, that will improve, that's, that condition will improve. Nonetheless, again, we will are prepared to use our tools. We will use them uh, at such time and in such amounts as we, as we think would, would help. In its latest outlook, the Fed projected the U.S. economy to fall just 2.4 percent this year. That's better than its earlier forecast of a decline of 3.7 percent. It also raised its projection for next year from a growth of just 4 percent to 4.2 percent. And that'll do it for today. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. If you want to revisit today's episode, Dateline Philippine podca Podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Play back this newscast too on ANC's YouTube channel and on ANC 24-7 on Facebook. Keep safe, everyone. Keep it here on ANC.